Everybody loves Raven. Uh, it just makes me feel just makes me feel great when I hear this song because when it's played on this radio station, I know what's dead ahead. Let's go out to the uh, fan hotline. It's presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. And welcome in my pal from the PG. Does a fabulous job covering the Steelers. I'm talking about one Raymond Fittipaldo. How are you, Raymond? Good morning, Ron. I'm doing well. Well, Mike Tomlin spoke yesterday, and I, I, I believe you, along with just about everyone else there yesterday, thought it might have been the most revealing and, and honest and heartfelt that he's ever been in one of those settings. Uh, what jumped out at you most about what he had to say? Uh, you know, Ron, my three biggest takeaways, and there are a lot of sidebars um, to that as well that, you know, we could talk about um, – later on or, you know, even in coming weeks. But to me, the fact that he's going to go outside the organization for his next hire, um, how strongly he talked about the extension. I think somebody asked him, how long do you want to do this? Or what's your passion level? And he said, it's intensified. So he's here for the long haul. And then the third was, uh, Kenny Pickett is QB1, but – there's going to be competition. And it sounded like if Mason Rudolph is back, and they said he, they, they want him back, if he is back, that might look something like a true competition, um, you know, starting in OTAs. All right, let's go with Tomlin first. I, you know, I thought maybe it was time to go in another direction. 17 years is a long time. Seven years without a playoff win. Three and, what, 13 years. Are you glad he's back? Is it good for the organization? How do you? Where do you come down on that, Raymond? You know, I mean, they're they're all about stability, Ron. You know that having having spent your entire life here, just as I have. Um, but you know, there was a time for Chuck Noll to move on, twenty three seasons. There was a time for Bill Cowher to move on, fifteen seasons, and Mike is right in the middle of that. So they've made their call, and now I think. And I wrote about this yesterday. This is the biggest hire of his life, this offensive coordinator, because if he doesn't get it right this time, and basically you could look back and say they just wasted three years, if, if you want to be frank right. about it. Um, if he doesn't get it right this time, he's probably going to suffer the same fate as Noel, and he probably won't get to 23 years. So this is huge for him. Um, he, he's, you know, the, he has to go out. He said he's. He's willing to learn. He's open this time. So um, I think he's going into it, into it with a little bit of a different frame of mind, and I think that's good. And, um, you know, we'll see if he gets it right this time. You uh, mentioned the new offensive coordinator. He said he's going to be in charge. Of the, uh, he, Omar, and also Art II yeah. will be the guys who hire that guy. Yeah, his yeah. last two coordinators were promoted, right? Uh, after Todd yeah. Haley left, uh, Randy Feetner was promoted, and then – uh, obviously, uh, Matt Canada promoted. I just wonder: is it how much is a quarter quarterback ha- handcuffed by the coordinator, or maybe the coordinators yeah. aren't any good because of the quarterback? I don't think they can right. win if they just bring back Rudolph and Pickett. I, I just right. don't. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that. I think they got to go out and try to find a veteran. Yeah, I mean, I think they have a because he was a number 20 overall pick, they have a desire to see what he looks like 
with a different OC and a different quarterbacks coach, for better or for worse. Uh, you know, a lot of the people in that building might have already made determinations about him, but I think they they don't want to just give it two years and then cut ties and um, like bring in a guy like Russell Wilson or somebody like that. So I don't I don't get the sense that they're going to go in that direction, Ron. Um, when he was asked directly yesterday if his quarterback is on the roster, now he said yes. Um, there's not much wiggle room there. You know, they can, you know, if, if Mason doesn't come back, then yeah, maybe they could, you know, they can go out and get, uh, you know, get another veteran to come in and and push him. But I, I don't know if it would be like a Russell Wilson type or a lot of people in the last couple of days have brought up Baker Mayfield. I don't know if it would look like that. So, or, or Kirk Cousins. I saw the guy. I think I think it was Damian Woody say they'd absolutely be a Super Bowl contender with uh, Kirk Cousins. I don't know how that can work though. I don't know how they can make that work. Oh, he's thirty-seven and he's coming off an Achilles tendon injury, which you know, I mean, you know, we're talking about that with Cam Hayward. You know, a guy who's thirty-five coming off injuries. It usually doesn't get better when your body starts to break down. Um, and I know quarterbacks are a little bit different than linemen, but when your your body starts to break down, it's usually the start of it, not the end of it. So, um, and Kirk Cousins has, has always been a guy who's wanted to max out his contracts. I don't get the sense now that he's 37 that he's going to be looking to, um, you know, give any kind of a discount offer either. So, um, you know, I, I just don't see that, Ron. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Um, this front office does go about it in a different manner than, and Kevin Colbert did. I think we all know that. So maybe there is something up their sleeve here. But as we sit here today on January nineteenth, um, I don't, I don't get the sense that they're going to look real hard for another quarterback to come in and um, challenge them to, you know, to to be QB one. All right, let's assume Pickett and Mason are back. Is, is that good enough? You know, I, I heard Tomlin ask yesterday. Do you feel like you're ahead of where you were at this point last year? And he goes, absolutely. I don't. I don't feel that way because I thought Pickett finished the season fairly strong last year. The, the drives against the Raiders and the Ravens, they went 7-2 and two down the stretch. I thought Pickett got worse this season instead of better. So I'm not quite willing to say I think they're better than they were a year ago. How about you? Yeah, I mean, can he feel better about 52 positions on the roster and – still say what he said about even knowing that Kenny didn't progress. I mean, maybe he feels really strongly about the development um, of the offensive line in the running game. I mean, there were some positives in the second half of the season, but Ron, I mean, in, in many respects, you are right. I mean, in the NFL, it comes down to the play of your quarterback and Kenny Pickett in his, I forget how many starts he had now, probably 25, I believe. 25, and what did he have this year? 10 or 12? Well, 20, yeah, 25 total. Yeah, 25 total. And, um, you know, he threw like six touchdown passes. I know he didn't turn the ball over, but it was a very conservative brand of offense that they were asking Kenny Pickett to play. Now, he was also asked yesterday, you know, was it too buttoned up? Was it too conservative? You know, they let Mitch and Mason play one way, and they didn't let Kenny play that way. So maybe – Maybe that's part of it, too. I mean, there's so many layers um, to this story. We could discuss it for days, but uh, I just get the sense, Ron, that they're going to bring the new OC and they're going to tell him they're going to work with Kenny Pickett and they're going to see if they can make it work for one year. And then if it doesn't work after one year, then they're going to have to move on and 
obviously go in a different direction. Uh, you talk about, you know, the bodies breaking down. And, I, you know, I think of Dermani Dawson when he was here. He went years and years. I don't think he ever missed a snap, a practice. And then all of a sudden, I think he had a groin or a hamstring, and he never played again. It was just over for him. I'm wondering about Cam. I guess he got a little defensive on his podcast yesterday saying, I'm not retiring. You know, took a little offense like uh, – uh, Tomlin did about the timing of being asked about it. Well, what does he expect? Uh, this is when you guys are talking to him. He goes, I just got yeah. finished with a season that I couldn't run. And he goes, I'm coming back. You know, I'm not retiring. Yeah. They got to do something with that cap number though. Don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, he, he talked pretty, um, I forget the exact wording of his clip, but I, I don't think he came out and said he's not going to take a pickup, but he was defensive that, he was going to be asked to take a pay cut. I mean, in, in reality, I think Cam knows deep down it's a cold business. Um, a guy coming off an injury plague season, two sacks. They're not going to endure a $22 million cap hit just to have him on the roster and hope that he gets back to form. So there will be an adjustment on his salary if he is back. If he, if he refuses to adjust his salary, then they'll, you know, they'll, they don't want to do this, but they would be forced to move on and, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, and that era of Steelers football, but it's just the cold reality of the NFL, Ron. I mean, injuries happen to guys late in their careers, father time catches up with them. And I think unfortunately for Cam, he's at that stage of his career. I, I think he can come back and play better if he is healthy, but that's a big unknown. And that's a big, um, that's a big risk to take in, in, in the business side of this. Um, if you're the Steelers. We're talking to Ray Fittipato of the Post-Gazette here on the Cook and Joe show. Yeah, I love Cam. I think he's one of the greatest people uh, I've ever covered and been around. But he wasn't worth his money this year because of injury. He just wasn't. They did not get their bang for their buck with him this year. And I think this is the first time I can ever say that. Yeah, I mean, what, double-digit sacks in 21 and 22. Dominant player inside. Um you know, he's always been a good good guy against the run, but um, what did the Bills have, 179 yards against that right. defensive front? I mean, the defensive front just isn't good enough. If you look at the way they're constructed, um, Ron, I, I still think they're reeling from that Stephon Tewitt, Javon Hargrave situation. They basically picked Tewitt over Hargrave. They couldn't afford Hargrave, and then Tewitt ups and retires, and they just haven't recovered from that. I mean, they got – you know, Cam's play, he's getting older. He's hes declining. Larry Ogunjobi is older. Um, what did he have, three sacks this year? Um, they're not used to that. And then, you know, the the other side that makes this so painful for them is they thought Isaiah Loudermilk could potentially be a replacement for Cam. That hasn't panned out. He's been an okay rotational player, but he's not a guy they feel like can step in and, and replace Cam. And then DeMarvin Leal, they use a third-round pick on him. I mean, Loudermilk at least was a fifth-round pick. Leal was a third-round pick. You expect those guys to develop into starters. And in the second half of his second year in the NFL, he was a healthy scratch. He couldn't get on the field. I mean, they were playing Armand Watts over him. So that defensive line room is really uh, – they, they really got to look at what they're doing there. They got to, you know, attack that in the offseason, probably use a high draft pick on one because – what we saw from that entire group this year just wasn't good enough. 
All right, Raymond, what did you make of Deontay Johnson saying he hopes Mason Rudolph wins the job next year? That ought to make for an interesting dynamic with Pickett, I would think. Uh, yeah, I, I think it does. And, uh, you know, Tomlin was asked about that yesterday. He said, you know, competition is, is He good, danced around that question, I thought. He did. And, I, you know, I, you know, those guys aren't going to be together again for a few weeks or a few months, but – those guys always go to some sunny destination and throw like in March or April. So I don't, I don't know how that's going to go over. I, you know, I think if you would honestly ask any receiver in that locker room, they would probably favor Mason Rudolph at this point because they were better when he was in there. Um, so I, I think it's just, it's natural. It's probably, you know, he, if he had a do over, he probably wouldn't say it, but um, you know, the passing game was better. The offense was better. They were scoring. I think it's, it's human nature to, to stick with the guy who was helping you and who was helping the offense late in the season. I just thought the offense looked better with Mason. I, now, whether they opened it up a little more, I don't know. I, and it seemed to me, like you said, it seemed like the guys rallied around Mason more, that they seemed to play with more confidence with him out there. And I don't think that's a good sign for Pickett by any stretch of the imagination. And, and I'm still not totally ready to write him off, but – I got to see so much more, Ray, and uh, it just seemed like a different attitude when Mason was in there. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's obvious he's a really good leader. Players gravitated towards him. You know, I, I think a lot of those players like it too. When you're a when you're a good soldier and you wait for your turn and you come in and you play the way he did, I think it's just naturally it happens that you're going to want to play for a guy like that too. So. You know, I, I don't know why that didn't happen with Kenny Pickett, um, but the offense just really lacked in everything when he was in there. Um, you know, they couldn't score. They couldn't pass the ball. Even the running game struggled. So it was um, – and they bottomed out this year. They finished 28th in the league in scoring. That's the worst they've ever been in what was supposed to be a really important season for him year two. So, um, you know, Mike was very candid. This is a huge, huge year for Kenny, and he's uh, – He's got to take advantage of it. If he doesn't, um, you know, he won't be here very much longer. Boy, they fell, you know, remember the excitement around here? And uh, I haven't got a little bit caught up in it. I think I changed my preseason prediction from eight to nine to nine and eight because of how good picking in the offense looked in the preseason. Man, you realize the preseason doesn't really matter, does it? It doesn't. Uh, vanilla coverages, you don't know who's playing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that. uh I remember too, and Ron, it was good in in training camp too. He was very confident. Um, you know, the players seemed to think it was going to be much better result, but uh, it wasn't, and uh, that's why we're in the position we're at right now. You know, they they got to hire a new OC and they got to get this straightened out in fairly short order. I don't think you know they'll have a new guy in place by the Senior Bowl. You know, Michael go down there with the front office and they'll do that that scouting and that aspect of it. But, you know, you want your new offensive staff in place by the combine. So really they only have about a month to get this all wrapped up. And it sounded like Mike was going to get started on that process pretty quick. And it has to happen pretty quick because you want those guys involved in every aspect of your offseason program. All right, Ray, my Sunday column, I just threw out there, uh, you know, if, if, if you don't look at them as a legit Super Bowl contender right now, and I don't, I would consider trading T.J. Watt. 
I don't think they will because I think they always look at themselves as a Super Bowl contender, even though they haven't won a playoff game in seven years. Would it be outrageous to at least consider that possibility? I mean, not for other organizations, but the Steelers aren't going to do that. Um, I understand that. I'm asking you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Khalil, I I, I think the reason that that's a thing is, you know, Khalil Mack, it kind of worked out for both sides, right? I mean, you know, he was traded and it was a big haul and he's continued to play well, but, um, you know, it also worked out, you know, that that they were able to rebuild and, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, kind of worked out for both sides. So I, you know, I don't think that's going to happen with, with TJ Watt. I, you know, my feelings are he's your cornerstone guy. Um, he's a leader. He's a captain. You don't trade a guy like that. You just try to build around him and try to get a quarterback situation that's better than it has been because that's what's holding you back. I would not, um, consider trading TJ at this time. I think he's, he's too valuable on the field and I think he's too valuable. Um, oh, I mean, I know the record with him, I know without him, but I also know he's going to be 30. Uh, he's headed yeah. into his 30 year. And, I, you know, I, I laughed. I wrote about this, you know, in my column. I, I go back to Branch Rickey, the former Pirates general manager, telling uh, Ralph Kiner, the great Hall of Fame slugger, you know, we can lose with you, we can lose without you. They haven't yeah. won a playoff game in, in, what, seven years that TJ's been yeah. here? And I know he's Correct. a Hall of Famer, and I know uh, he, he could retire today, and I think he would be a Hall of Famer with, uh, you know, what he's done in the voting for Defensive Player of the Year. I just think it's something to consider. I would at least listen, Raymond, that's all. Yeah, I mean, the Hall would have to be – you would have to get – Two number ones, first, maybe? Two number ones, and maybe even – a two or a three, two. I mean, I, you know, just to even consider it because the way that guy takes care of his body, um, he could be in his prime for another three to four years. Um, so yeah, I, I would not do if, if I would consider, it and I'm not. I might have to get uh, two ones plus a couple of other high picks. All right, Raymond. Real quickly, who do you like in the games? Let's start with uh, tomorrow, Houston at Baltimore. Who do you like? Uh, I can't go against the Ravens. I, you know, even though Lamar has had his struggles in the playoffs, and I, I think Houston's on the come. I think they're going to be really good. <laughs> you know, maybe just a year ahead of schedule. So I'll go Ravens in that one. How about Forty ers Green Bay? Green Bay looked tremendous yeah. at Dallas. Forty ers <laughs> might be a step up, though. Yeah, Forty ers are the best team in football, and I think they take care of business at home. How about Tampa and Detroit? Did you see? I saw a, a note yesterday. The average ticket price for that game in Detroit is almost twelve hundred bucks. Wow, uh, highest ever for a division round game. Now, obviously, it's a you know this is a even more maybe than the Pirates playing the Reds in the playoffs in two thousand and thirteen. They're trying to win back to back playoff games for the first time since nineteen fifty seven in Detroit. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah, I mean the Baker story is good, but the Lions have a really good offense. Could be a high-scoring game, but I'm going to go with the Lions at home. I think that offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, being interviewed, I think I saw, by six of the seven teams with openings. You think he's a little bit hot, huh? I think that the whole program there, Dan Campbell's created something there that people want to copy. It's old-school football. You run the ball. um, Good offense. Yeah, I I think a lot of people want to mimic that. All right, then the last game is the good one, I think, uh, 
KC and Buffalo Steelers, I guess, had at least an outside shot to win, although you can't find fall behind 21-0. Now Patrick Mahomes has to go to Buffalo, his first road playoff game, which is just staggering to me to think about. Who do you like? Well, if the Bills don't do it now, when are they going to do it? You finally get the, the Chiefs at home, um, another opportunity to play in front of your home fans. Um if they don't get it done, I think there could be changes up there, but I'm going to go with the Bills. Was it crazy, the atmosphere? Uh, we, uh, you know, I didn't make that game, but uh, you could see it on TV, the snow flying every time they made a good play, and, man, the snow yeah. was flying a lot because they made a lot of good plays. Yeah, they did 21 nothing. tough for the Steelers to overcome, and uh, I tweeted out a few videos of, uh, you know, the snow. They got, like, 10% of the stadium ready. The rest it was just people either sat on snow laid on snow, or they stood the entire game. It was a wild, wild scene. Well, I'm glad you made it up and back safely, and I appreciate the time as always. Have a great weekend. Now, you're off until when? Uh, uh, July, right? You have nothing to do? You just take all the time off like the players? You know, it was funny. Mike said his stomach turns about going to Mobile, and I'm thinking in my mind, yeah, I feel the same way. i got to head out there in one week. So. <laughs> Ray, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Enjoy the games this weekend, and have a great weekend, man. All right, Ron, I'll see you. All right, the great Ray Fittipaldo, and I mean that. He does such great work for the Post-Gazette, and uh, you know, don't tell anyone, but he's my favorite. All the people I work with, don't tell anyone, Ray is my favorite. All right, Fan Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. You can visit them at southhillskia.net. When we come back, I'm going to ask you, uh, get your reaction to Tomlin yesterday, what he said about Pickett, what he said about Rudolph, what he said about going out for an offensive coordinator, what he said about how he is always on go and his drive to win is even intensified. He said a lot there. I'm going to let you react to it uh, and also ask you about the possibility, would you even consider trading T.J. Watt? It isn't going to happen, but I don't know that T.J. Watt's going to win a ring here. And I don't agree with Tomlin that the Steelers are close to being a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Do you? They haven't won a playoff game in seven years. Are they close to being a legitimate contender? I don't think so. I'd love to hear from you. 412-928-9370. Sean, uh, don't call me Seth Myers on the other side of the glass. Ready to hook you up. Make you a little bit of a radio star here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.